This week, we gather at the cantina to review the brilliant and haunting Dark Droids event series. We chat about the insatiable hunger of the Scourge and its mysterious past, the faction of self-aware droid crusaders in the colony of the Second Revelation, and celebrate the return of the one and only D-Squad. If you love droids, you won't want to miss this droid-filled discussion. Let's go. Feeding the Ugh. hunger Wait, is what? the scourge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking dark droids. But before that, we got the news. Got a little bit of news uh, this news. week. Pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, they trickle out some stories here and there. Um, we got um, the first news is not great, but not really surprising. Uh, Outlaws is going to arrive late 2024. It was just like <laughs> a little like addendum that was announced. Um, any surprise there for you guys? No, the surprise is they're still claiming 2024. This is their slow way of pushing this thing to summer 2025. I'm telling you, it's I I think personally with the with the bad press surrounding grinding in video games going on right now is that they are which is a good thing. And with all of the labor action that's been happening rightfully around everything else is that I, I have a feeling they know what's coming and they're like, no, no, we're going to need a little extra time on this. And by extra time, I think they're going to need. I don't know. I don't want to be a pessimist, but my my guess is Christmas twenty twenty five. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Yep, that's my guess. So you're guessing two years. You're like yep. late next year. Okay, late that's, next year. So that's my taking the yeah. over. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Grant? If it's, if it's an open world game and there's lots of quest lines, like I could imagine certain things breaking if if it's not done correctly in terms of like you know traversal and going from planet to planet and all these open worlds and doing certain things in certain orders. So I feel like in a certain order. So I feel like that is like just a complicated sort of, um, you know, coding process. So it's going to, it's going to take a while for that game to really, you know, be polished. I don't want an experience like I have a Skyrim where yeah. I had to, I nearly hundred percent of it except for a glitch. And because of that glitch, I had to wait <laughs> a year and a half for a patch to come out that I could then hundred percent it. And then I forgot that happened. And finally I went back four years later and did the thing that took, 30 freaking seconds and 100 it anyway i'm still bitter so i don't want to be bitter yeah, about star yeah, wars I, I think that's Take fair i think I, you know i think Skyrim it's much... the greatest game ever made but yeah of course. <laughs> right right but i think it's better like wouldn't you have rather the game just came out a year later and you could just play the game you know like i don't think anyone's complaining yeah. about that i i think star wars has done that um there was like a couple of glitches in survivor but i mean i've not significant you know, I've I've played many other games that have much worse, you know, glitches. Obviously, Battlefront 2 was, you know, a right. dumpster fire. 
that was more a philosophical glitch but like even battlefront one was loaded with glitches it's just like i'd much rather them just make it you know first yeah. bullet again. Yeah. but even if it's an open world as robust as like you know grand theft auto yeah or rockstar games uh for that matter like red dead i mean like that's that's a lot of scripting that's a lot of <laughs> things yeah. populating the world and that's to me, that's like they should take as long as they need to sort of make sure that's oh, that's. But this is Ubisoft, that. right? And I mean, yeah. I don't really remember like Assassin's Creed. I don't remember any like Assassin's Creed games that actually glitched that hard. Um, no, they're, like they're pretty clean. Think, no, they're very maker. Yeah, yeah. As somebody who's played like every iteration of Assassin's Creed, uh, so could tell you zero about the lore, even though I sat through <laughs> yeah. eighty plus hours something, of something uh, Apple of, of Eden, something, an something. Apple. Uh, yeah. I think I killed the Pope. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, but what I'll say is I think the reason why that works so well is that they slow iterations, right? Like every game added like one new element and removed one other element. So it wasn't like a brand new game. They're working on the same engine. So I think part of what they're probably experiencing is somewhat of a new design. Um, but you know, that brought up a question is like, so it's, we know it's Ubisoft and on a scale of open world from, because I put the the bottom scale end of an open world game as an Assassin's Creed. I don't mean that in terms of bad, but like. Assassin's Creed is technically open world, but it is very focused on what you can do. There's usually like five different types of tasks you can do, right? And like usually a main storyline. Yeah. And the other end is like Red Dead Redemption 2, where you could literally play that game for the rest of your life and never play another video game. <laughs> and like you have to figure out how to control your horse. Like like yeah. that, that game is like another to, to, a, to a lot of people would argue to a fault. I say a masterpiece, but I understand. Yeah. On that scale, where do you think Outlaws is going to fall? Oh, that's a great question. I, um, uh, I, I would say probably about 40%, you know, closer uh, towards uh, Assassin's Creed. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's going to have more things. Just the fact that you can fly to outer space and jump to hyperspace, I think, will be, you know, quite a step up from Assassin's Creed. But I don't know. It might Maybe it's just as easy to, to perform. I think it's just going to be the novelty of playing a Star Wars and being in the galaxy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, think, right. I think I think of the, the the you know the level of interactables that you get in uh, like uh, Assassin's Creed, but I think it will have the scope of, of Red Dead. I think you'll really feel like you're you can walk a, a great distance in this game. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a major goal of you know AAA open world games nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's to make the world feel huge. Like each world should just feel vast, and you should be able to explore like. You know, so many different regions and, and cultures and villages and, you know, meet different, you know, smugglers and, you know, um, yeah, it's corporate, you know, people and spies. It sounds really complicated how you can sort of yeah. like you. Yeah. It's kind of a choose your own adventure. Each gameplay will be different depending on what your allegiances are. And everyone will be talking about that online. And yeah, um, I, yeah, I still want to call it and I want to be clear to anything that's listening. This is not a monkey's paw statement. Oh, God. <laughs> But I honestly feel like this might be the last video game I ever play. <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely one of those all timers. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like the the end game sort of like app killer for open world I, the yeah. open world experience. Yeah. Cause or I mean like I do love sort of fantasy and Elder Scrolls and I'm I'm yeah. really ho- looking forward to, you know, Bethesda's next, you know, Elder Scrolls game. Um rather than um Yeah. You know. So yeah, I just like I just got Spider Man two, and I'm like I'm I'm excited to play this game, and I'm like, or I could just play Red Dead Redemption two more. I'm like, do I want to just do that forever and just do like maybe I'll just do that forever, like just find my thing. Be a cowboy. Bye. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. 
sorry Great. you're trying to like change us to the next topic i'm guessing no not at all i, no, I wanted okay. to ask a question um mm. so this is published by ubisoft but um it's by massive entertainment i'm not familiar with massive but is that a subdivision or is that just a smaller that gaming company? vaguely familiar i think it's the multiplayer focused sort of gaming company uh therein okay uh, so it's like a sub sub part of ubisoft, of ubisoft. it's not like yeah. a different okay and like we haven't heard any rumors of um like any anything of like any rumors about multiplayer aspects have we in this game not like red dead 2 because yeah not yet oh maybe the, maybe this, then it's just an open world sort of yeah. well maybe i was, just, it's I was gonna ask that question before scope, sort of. um so they have massive. like so massive has a couple of video games just like a couple in the tom clancy universe which is whatever um another game 2007 world in conflict they seem like they release games every four years or so <laughs> the one that just came out though is the avatar open world game um that has did not light the world on fire or get great reviews if i remember right correctly. yeah i remember when that came out yeah that i find that's why i think it was wise for lucasfilm to choose smuggler because like the character you know as a smuggler type just given that we know what that entails it's like you know cantinas and you know, know blaster fights and like flying from planet to planet and jumping on a speeder and riding around the desert like it's as long as it fulfills kind of that quota, I think it'll be a fantastic experience. Totally. Like, I, yeah. I'm yeah. I will say that, you know, looking at this um, at this game from Avatar, it's, a, it's like on the Metacritic and stuff. It's at like 72 out of 100, which is not like a bad game. It's just not an amazing game. And so it's actually fulfilling kind of what we asked for is just give us a lot of Star Wars games. They don't all have to be amazing AAA games. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's running on Snowdrop, and now I want to see if Snowdrop is what. Uh, anyway, oh, we'll find yeah, out. It's a, it's a gorgeous sort of graphics. I've never yeah, even heard of that one. A, Great. Uh, yeah, and Star Wars Outlaws will be using proprietary. it. So, hey, I guess if you want like a look at like maybe what a next gen game on Snowdrop looks like, play the Avatar game. Maybe we'll have an idea of what they're doing because same publisher, same engine. Okay, I'll look. I'll look developer. at a trailer. I mean, I guess you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy it, but maybe with yeah. some super sale, I'll pick it up. Yeah. Just to mess so did they work on the the Tom Clancy games? Was that did they work on the Division? Is that what they did? Uh, I believe so. I think that's what I saw. Okay. All right, let me double check. Uh, real quick, they did. Uh, uh, Wildlands, Ghost Recon, Wildlands. Maybe. I lost the search. Forget it. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just went way down. I was wondering the, those the, those oh no, there we go. Yeah, the Division. Yeah, they, they did. Okay. They did the Division. Both. That's why I thought yeah. multiplayer games and sort of like just. Um, robust sort of open world yep. multiplayer experience yep. um which would be cool if you could eventually custom. i could see that as like, like a dlc you know that's also the the star wars experience i think a lot of us want is the the kotor experience of essentially customizing your own character yes yeah you know going through the story as a blank slate and sort of building your you know allegiances as you go and building your ensemble like i think i think people are really really you know um, desiring that. yeah that that's the holy grail this game I, I won't be that you know it seems like they're like let's just get one character that'll be your avatar and and make that open world and then i think probably may, maybe not even next iteration but the one after that maybe we can actually get that full customization i mean there was supposed to be a kotor sort of remake happening or whatever but i think that one's tanked jason yeah. if you're listening that I, was the one we didn't the more news right like yeah. that game is yeah. not happening i guess yeah okay it just it depends on how much they are so beholden to this 
everything has to be canon thing, which I'm like, I mean, yes, Jedi, let's say like, just say like Jedi Survivor is the game that's canon. Every other game is Legends and let us have some, yeah. you know, to be able to choose. I, our I would be totally fine with the entire old Republic or whatever. If they wanted to carve out a thousand years just for video games, I would be so fine with that. And that's the only way you can explore that thing. And it's like, you know, there's a story kind of like essentially Star Wars Dynasty Warriors. I mean, well, let's, like, it's, I would say essentially like canonizing Knights of the Old Republic, you know, or like, you know, or whatever narrative they want to actually give that i think that would be fine there's plenty of stuff before it and after it that um can be yeah. explored it's twenty five thousand years oh. you know a lot of room and growing yeah. right so yeah um yeah that'd be cool with that but um anyways sorry we went right down the rabbit hole there um in other sorry. news uh john wick director chad stileski would like to do a star war um he sort of had mm. like an open it was like in an interview and they were talking about him what's you know what sort of projects he wants to do and um i'm paraphrasing here but he said you know like if anyone from disney's listening um you know give me a call i think he said <laughs> i don't know if he said in a couple of years but he's like give, you know give me a call in a little bit he's like i've got some ideas um that i'd like to flesh out in the star wars universe so I'm trying to think. We did the director's draft. The source for this is that guy at the cafe in Studio City. <laughs> no, it, it, it was an interview. It was him who said this. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm paraphrasing his the, okay. a direct quote. Yeah. Um, oh, it actually happened. But yeah, that was pretty much right. it. Um, so I don't know. I, mean, I remember we did the director's draft. I feel like I might have picked Stileski. Oh, yeah. I think he might have been, or at least an honorable mention or something like that. We talked about pretty I, much every director, I think, during that podcast. But Yeah, because that was around the time when they showed the John Wick motorcycle yeah. fight with a lightsaber. So that might have yes, been, that yeah, been that might have come up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think I'd be into it. It's it's all about story, right? And I don't know, maybe he has yep. a very, you know, he may not want to do the next, you know, big trilogy that pushes the story forward, but he might have some, um, some other things. The Bosque, you know, the Bosque standalone, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I, I, I <laughs> sure. whoopsie yeah. daisy, I know. just okay. slip it in there and anyone, you know, hey, give the man a meeting, give everyone who who wants it pretty much a meeting. And like, I, I, I love the fact that we're back to where we were, I think, like when we started this podcast yeah. of like all of the people who are, are, are like interested in possibly attached and like, that's great. Um, you know, we did a little bit of this via text. Well, by this, by we, I mean, Grant was texting with Ben and I was working and then watching uh, text go by. I read it all, by the way. I'd agree with all of it, uh, but I was I not able to. I'm like, I cannot engage. <laughs> I will lose three hours. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that, like, I have no problem with someone like this directing a Star Wars movie. Um, I still want to go back to, and we've talked about this a bit, of just, like, I, I think and it doesn't necessarily be, need to be for directors, but when we talk about who's writing we need teams. We need teams of people writing and directing. And I don't mean like large yeah. teams, a pair, a duo, a dyad, dyad perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> um, like I will say two of the best, so. two kind of the best Star Wars things to come out in, in, during the Disney era are like The Mandalorian, which is a great combination of John Favreau's directing and like, and like lore bombs. fun style yeah. and Filoni's lore bombs. So and, Adam, what you're saying is a council will make mistakes, mm. but a dyad will see the path. I, Probably. Absolutely, what I'm saying. I, I was about to say that, but you took it from. Me. Uh, no, that's, that's yeah, you no, know, but it's true. I think that's true. Just like because it still allows for creativity, allows people to bounce ideas right. off each other. It, it it allows for yeses and nos to come through that aren't like feeling like being overpowered or ganged up on. Um, 
and and the other the other the other duo that I think was really good was 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 Kasdan and um and and why Kasdan uh, and Kasdan uh, uh, Kasdan and Kasdan I think I think having the young young Kasdan who again you know we can have all the discussion about nepotism don't love it but like someone who clearly <laughs> is steeped in Star Wars I that movie was fantastic, yeah honestly yeah, yeah. Kasdan like the younger I think movie. saved uh-huh. like really made that a really compelling yeah. um, movie you know things that. Mm-hmm. Larry, you know, the Kazdin the Elder, like, doesn't care about it at all. But uh, like, it was no. all those little lore bombs, those juicy little tidbits that made it, yeah, um, that made it really fun. Yeah, yeah. So pair the John Wick guy, who yeah. maybe might be the biggest Star Wars nerd ever, but I, 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 yeah, there's some competition. Yeah, up, there's some just, steep competition up there. Yeah, pair him with someone, and and so I want the Ryan Johnson trilogy set a few thousand years in the past or in the future, and Chad Stahelski comes in to direct, like all the action sequences gets just incredible choreography, you know, from the actors. Yeah. I, but here's the thing. I don't like that either. Like, no, sorry. No, you're wrong. Right. No. What I don't like about that is like, I think that was the biggest issue. We've talked about this. You've talked about this a lot of, of the last Jedi, not to like start a last Jedi conversation, but like it needed more lore in my, it's one of my favorite. You say movies. it three times. It will it, appear. It, it, it needs more lore. It needs more connection to some things. And I think, the fact that it was all Ryan Johnson, who was an amazing director, an amazing storyteller, it felt somewhat disconnected because it needed someone like a Kasdan or or a or a Filoni well, attached so to it. Let also. me posit this yeah. question to both of you before we, you know, relitigate the movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So now Filoni is creative uh, chief creative officer at you know Lucasfilm. Yeah. So if Last Jedi was being made today, and you know, Filoni is looking over mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson's shoulder. Do you think we get a different movie? And I'm saying this philosophically, like looking forward, like we will have Filoni there. How much do you think Filoni's really <laughs> going to do? Because I, I think it's kind of a re- revisionist quandary. So I, I know it's know. so hard to say because we wouldn't <laughs> well, have Filoni there without. I know. I'm it's like to, I rather, that's why I'm saying like with a vision towards the future, like I, build on everything. How much made, influence really. do you think? Filoni would have been able to have on that movie and in, in by proxy like how much influence do you think he'll have in the future but I think how uh, to answer that question uh zero and now a ton <laughs> does that make sense like because we didn't know what we didn't know at that moment yeah. back in the last Jedi which I again love it uh not just me being like defensive like okay I, so you're just saying you, can, you can't yeah. even a, twist your brains but, but and, like yeah All right. if if we were somehow like today, in a vacuum right to in a vacuum, you're you're talking about this entire sequel trilogy and like what? No, just like someone in a creative, you know, executive do, role. Do you think Filoni has enough power and influence to go to Orion Johnson and be like, I don't know, no, I really don't think that's what Luke Skywalker. I don't think he would have suddenly turned on his nephew and and you know reflexively tried to kill him. You know, like do you, do you think that if he had said that that Ryan Johnson would have listened? This is about Chad Stahusky directing a yeah, Star Wars, yeah, right? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, but 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 I think am I, I, am I too far down the rabbit hole? No, I mean yes, like that's what we that's what we do because I think I think we can even pull it back from just Ryan Johnson and just like we are in a new era of Star Wars. I was thinking and, about and, just pairs and maybe where we could get yeah. Stahusky to come in and do some action, but yeah. um. I, mean, I do want to see a lightsaber in the theater, you know, in a in a feature. Well, okay, so all right, I'll ask a different question then. Do you think the, the question is what what's, what's the, movie? the story? Do, do, do you think that because Rebel Moon is like an action? Oh, for I want to talk about sci-fi. I want to talk about Rebel Moon. <laughs> and like I worry about that. I do, worry. Does that about, mean I have to watch Rebel no. Moon? 
<laughs> no, it's just, thank you. To me, it's just it's very action centric and very over the top in terms of exploring the exact same thing themes as Star Wars, but just on the head, on the nose, and like it's it okay. just feels like so overt. Can we just, oh my god! Star I, Wars I'm like, sorry, Ben. You're gonna you're you're gonna lose your mind. Just walk away okay. for a minute. So here's the thing: that's Zack Snyder to a T. That's his Dawn of the Dead is the exact same thing he did with okay. with the other Dawn of the Dead. That is every superhero movie he did. He just did Marvel, but to the extreme. And so, like, I'm just done with that man. You should, just, anyway, sorry. You should, I, I, the first I, ten minutes of Man of Steel are incredible. Oh my god! Yeah. And Watchmen is yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, Dawn of the Dead. On? I mean, we it's, all we all like that. Movie. I like that movie quite a bit because it's also you know who wrote that movie, James Gunn. James Gunn. Right. That's why it's a good movie. But like, but it's the same thing. He amps it up. He takes all the morals and lessons of of Romero's Dawn of the Dead and then like just just hits you over the head with it where there's no mistaking what the anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Get, thank you for allowing me to, <laughs> to well, yeah. We're yeah. off the rails. We're off the That's rails. Fu- yeah, I wanted to try and steer us back, but we, you just mentioned Rebel Moon. So I just need to say my two cents <laughs> and on that because <laughs> I watched the first 30 minutes. I think it was after our podcast and I was just like, you know, feeling pretty good and just wanted to like, you know, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to watch some sci-fi and I, I yeah. got about 30 minutes in and I was like, I can't, it was, and, and <laughs> listen, I can't make a movie. I can't make a movie that good. I can't direct a movie. I can't write a movie no. that good. So I'm just going to say that. But however, yeah, let same. that be yeah. a lesson to like anyone who thinks that like anybody can do a star war. That, yeah, that yeah. they can't you come out from, like yeah, Zack Snyder is an accomplished you filmmaker. Star Wars, in, you go and try and make yeah, he's he's an accomplished filmmaker yeah. in Hollywood. He's a well respected respected filmmaker in the industry, and that was a trap. Like I mean, and I'm the biggest Star Wars fanboy ever, so like I can squint and look through C3PO shaded glasses and sort of like see the Star Wars sure. in there, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. it was the motivations, just like how yeah the, the, the yeah. villain and, and just that character and just how yeah. you know reminiscent of it he was to just like the most fascistic characters in our own history it was just like this is like star wars at least sort of tries yeah. to you know uh, obscure things and also m- not make it so overtly a you know horrific sort of like scenario in which you have to exact revenge as your sort of rebellion, yeah. you know, effort. It's more about the hope and the valor of heroism and sort of rising and growing and coming of age and hero's journey. It's not about sort of like a viciousness and, you know, um, trauma. This is this is the man who took Watchmen, which is one of the <laughs> best literary moments of our entire generation. It is a literary masterpiece yeah, to the point where time yeah, yeah. it's the best 50 novels of the 20th right. century. Yep. Uh, 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 is a novel took the ending which you look at is like schlocky and alien invasion a fake alien invasion but it's so clear what the authors are doing there and he's just like nah dumbasses aren't gonna get it i'm just gonna make it whatever like he can't do metaphor <laughs> it's bonk bonk on the head bonk bonk on the freaking head <laughs> all right Constantly adam has notes about zach so anyway yeah. we are so but john gonna, is a little I'm, like I'm get, that as well yes I say and just, yes, it's, just i think it's chad yeah. stowski it's incredible action blocking incredible you know set piece work incredible so stunts incredible cinematography capturing that action which would be incredible in lightsaber fighting which is like maybe the acolyte's a huge success maybe he jumped maybe there's a character from the acolyte that's an incredible lightsaber wielder that then right. jumps into a feature film and it's chad stowski 
you know, the incredible action, you know, choreography. It's something that really makes sense in a lot of ways. That yeah. It's underworld, you, you know, it's an underworld yeah. sort of character, right? So. Masters of Terracasi. Masters of Terracasi. <laughs> wow, that's, wow. That's actually a nice That's pitch. a good pitch. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, yeah. So I guess. Masters of Terracasi and it's Chad Stahelski this summer. Yeah, and it's <laughs> an underworld sort of like. Even more stairs. wielding sort of like characters. Yeah, everyone will be like, what? They'll just like, it'll just be sold as like, don't worry. It's going to, it's it's the John Wick guy. Like, and, buckle yeah. up. Yeah, I know. My favorite thing it's about buckle this. Buckle up. In the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about this is I feel like I somehow have gone two weeks on Instagram without seeing the the current Keanu in Star Wars <laughs> like rumor. And now I saw that. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. And I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. It's fine because the whole thing. Have you heard the whole acolyte rumors, right? Have you heard, have you guys been hearing the acolyte stuff? Everyone's convinced. Oh no, I haven't saw that. That's great. Wait, who? Keanu. Ma- Keanu. Marvel's great. I'll fill you in. Marvel's Mephisto uh, uh, relief is the same thing as what's going on with Keanu and Star Wars. Like every time there's a new Star Wars, everyone's like, Keanu's going to be in this one. It's going to be Keanu. He's going to show up. Really? <laughs> yep, as Revan. Yeah, I've seen a million yeah. like photoshops of him as Revan, and it looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Like, I mean, yeah. Also, yeah, do yeah. it. I know there's so many things, but he would be a great Stellan Geos or an Elzar man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things he could do. But all right. So th- I'm tying back into my earlier question. Do you think sure. if um, what has Stelsky? Is that how you pronounce his name? His last name? St- it looks like Stelsky. Stahelski. Stahelski. There it is. S-T-A-H-E-L-S-K-I. Yeah. Stahelski. OK. Um, if he was hired to do one, do you think having. Um, Filoni as chief creative officer is enough of a nerd in the room to help. What about him. a show that's like the, uh, what about a show that's like the Jedi trials? Cause I've never seen that. I've always wanted to see what it looks like for them to go through like the trials and the ac- acrobats, acrobatic sort of nature of, of those puzzles and the, the sort of temple, you know, um, kind of like what we did in, um, in Jedi survivor. Yeah, there's a little yeah, bit of that, I and guess. then my uh-huh. favorite part of the uh, higher public stuff is we've been getting more of the trial stuff in the Repu- in the higher public yeah. books and comics, and so it's an unexplored area, kind of sure. unexplored, yeah. and lots lots of sparring. Yeah. The way I've been reading it in the higher public is that like you, there isn't a standardized trial. It's sort of like your master comes up it's with a personalized, personalized trial for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which I like, and when yeah. you're on like field missions too, where you're on a spe- specific sort of planet that's. Yeah. A distant world of some yeah. kind and then they just choose something that's you know that comes up right all right last time i'll ask and then i'm giving up do you think feloni is enough of a nerd oh. to help us stahelski or do you would you prefer to have uh, a pocket nerd like byo nerd i mean yes just yeah i mean he's 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 lucas I mean, as Lucas, as close as you get to Lucas without having Lucas, and possibly more Lucas than Lucas at this moment in time. Ahsoka <laughs> was, yeah, was more because, Lucas like, than so, Lucas. Yeah, I think yeah. he absolutely is. Yeah, I, and I think, I think, yeah, I think he is, and I think, I think it also depends not to get too like inside baseball with this stuff, but depends on it. Really depends on what they're doing there if they're going to give him more control. But he's, I, I, I don't see him as a based on everything I heard about him 
and the way he works and the talking about it, I don't see him as putting his thumb on the scale too hard. More of just like, that's really cool. It might be an interesting idea to think about this as well. Go off and do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think he's there to more like, hopefully like spark creativity and also like make sure like, do we have a plan going into, I don't know, a trilogy yeah. of movies? Yeah. I, I think actually like his yeah. role is really going to be like a bro on set. And he'll kind of be there and if, mm. you know, he'll be as available as people want him to be. But I'm sure he'll be in a room with Kathleen reviewing this stuff being like, yeah, that didn't that doesn't really work that well. Or this would work so much better Which, or. Yeah. Don't you feel that's what he was doing on Mando? Oh, absolutely. Too? Like, I, that's my feeling. I think he was shoulder he to shoulder in that, in that, with yeah. Favreau. Like, that's what I'm wondering is like, is he going to have that much influence with all the people? Like, I'm sure he doesn't want to be overbearing and no one wants to, you know, step on people. But um, it might be based on the project and where he's needed and where he's yeah. asked to be. Right. Like he might he might, you know, depending on how important the movie is. And I just mean by important of just like like these three movies that are coming out, they got to get these right right they got to get them right and and by right i just mean like I, I don't even know what i mean by right so it's weird that i said that because i don't even say there's anything wrong but i don't you know what I'm saying? the first movie we have to look yeah, forward ray. to here the first uh ray uh which Charmaine the director Obeyed the writer director and i'm sorry i missed the third Shinoi. oh you're so close Shinoi. yeah um Shinoi. right yeah yeah and uh and they and they um and she had been out talking yeah. about it, so that's good. It's always good when they're like just out, you know, answering random questions. I mean, not no real information, but at least like acknowledging yeah. it's happening. Yeah, that it's was weird. That you know, I didn't mention that, but they that did just go through the news cycle as well. Was just sort of like this is happening, and it's a step forward, and you know, blah blah blah, and like you know, and I mean, they're they're saying that it's doubling down that it's going to be um, a new Jedi Order and a Jedi Academy and that sort of thing, which is um, sounds fun. Um, all right. Last cool. thing. Uh, we talked about that, I think, this morning. I'm uh, not really not deeply, but um, Iman Esfandi uh, said today in an interview that he didn't watch Rebels in preparation um, for his characterization of Ezra. Um, he said he he studied his uh, Ezra's parents and Ezra's uh, mentor, um, Kanan Jarrus, um, and you know, his friends and he essentially like studied the environment and filled in the blank in the middle, in the hole in the middle, um, which I can't believe he's never yeah. seen rebels, but he said he, you know, he didn't watch rebels that's, as prep. That's remarkable given that he sounds yeah. exactly give, like, give that yeah. man an effort right. now because yeah. like it, 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 because, because there are certain, like there are certain roles where it felt like, actually, I don't know how to say it, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, he was to me, the closest character to the character he's playing. And I mean, that's even from people who are like, even for people who are playing the same, doing the same voice yeah. characterizations. Does that make sense? Like even like, like Thrawn didn't quite feel like Thrawn to me in that a little bit. And then like, and then, and I, I know, but he was, he was spectacular. So that's great. He's yeah. an amazing actor. Yeah. Bravo. Well done. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. Bravo. No, I, I want to see more um, of him. Yeah, I thought Ezra was a highlight of Ahsoka. Like I really Agreed. loved all the Ezra stuff. He was the light that yeah, show needed yeah. at that moment. And I mean, I don't mean needed in terms of something was going wrong, but in like where that arc was going, you needed a, yes, a beacon exactly. of light suddenly and that he was it. And I thought his he was past with Thrawn is a just, little confusing. Like I kind of just don't know <laughs> what happened. I don't I don't know. Go yeah. off to the go off. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll kill you in yeah. a few years. Yeah, don't worry. I'm never going to, like you know, attack you with my TIE squadron. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. I'll do it now. Now that you have yeah. three, two other, <laughs> other Jedi. people are here, I'm going to attack. You know, you have allies. I'm going to attack. Yeah. Wild. I'm sure there's a story there. 
Um, all right. That's pretty much all I got for news headlines. We really need to talk about this, uh, these comics. Adam, do you want to take it away? Sure. So um, we are going to talk about um, the Dark Droids miniseries, specifically the main run that consists of five issues, and then the miniseries uh, D-Squad, which takes place kind of in between. And uh, the reason I think we're doing that is because D-Squad plays... Talk about that title <laughs> a little bit. Uh, uh, plays a really significant role in the climax of the Dark Droids plot. Um, we're not going to talk about the main run series, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, uh, uh, Darth, Vader. Dar- uh, Darth Vader and Afra. We'll do that a little later. Otherwise, we'd be talking about 40 some odd issues. Yeah. Comics. So we're just going to talk about kind of the main run and cover that. And this is for those of you keeping score. Um, this spun off of the Hidden Empire miniseries, uh, although it is it is completely separate in terms of there's not it's not following Kira's plot line, but we see like a very tease of it at the very end of Hidden Empire with the Spark Eternal. We'll talk all about that. Um, and a lot of ways, this this started, I believe, in October, and you can feel it because this is very much um, a <laughs> horror focused oh, miniseries. Yeah. Uh, not to give away my feelings, but I was yes. in my glory yep. reading this stuff, so. I'm very happy with this, uh, and and even though you heard my rant last week about crossover events, uh, I thought this one did okay. Nice. I, I yeah, you guys have. I, think yeah. that I know my costume for next year. <laughs> Are you going to be Ajax Sigma? I, I would too. Just like a, a twenty limb oh. like droid. Oh my god! Horror droid. I, I'm just going to be a droid with human arms coming right. off of it because how unsettling. No, I want to be an R2 droid oh, with two arms like decaying of human arms in the front for some reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I have a child that's about the size oh my gosh. of an R2 unit. So maybe I'll just put her in that and then have armholes and have her, just paint her arms gray. Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone this, will be fine. So this with is that. Charles Sewell. Um, and. Man, I just you guys have been talking smack about the series for like months since last October. And so I, I always wait. Wait, wait. But good like smack, smack is yeah. good, but like right? yeah. you like you're you're good smack. Okay. like yeah. her, like yes, exactly. Smack. Um, so, <laughs> okay, okay, good. yeah, so I was okay, really looking forward to this, but it, it did not disappoint. Um, it yeah. just it's just such like an awesome, fun, like glimpse and like just such a, an original Star Wars story that's still so like grounded in the lore. <laughs> It's kind of a huge yeah. event, but I'll let it yeah. slide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my like, yeah. you know, like angry fan, you know, uh, oh, whatever. When it's the just, consciousness like, like it's like the it's a lot yeah. happens. It's kind of mind blowing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's weird to think about when you watch. So next time you watch Empire Strikes Back and yep. then you watch Return of the Jedi, just think of the fact that between those two movies. <laughs> really grounded movies now that you think about yeah, this yeah. comic series um all the droids came alive uh took over humans hacked the and, force and almost took over yeah. the entire galaxy the hacked the force. Um, yeah so so i know we're trying to get back on rails but uh travis is joining Hi, us again travis. this week which is which is awesome and uh we we mentioned bounty hunters and he kind of was on the he was talking about keanu a little bit and he said what about keanu as balance he thought that could be cool oh. how do you feel about that Blocking. ben block the rest of his comments <laughs> no. sorry travis i'm not a balance fan sorry travis we're not really balance fans but yeah uh, but uh which is cool if you right. are man we, uh, it's um, very cool but yeah. personally yeah. i just i feel like he's been in too much stuff i'm like i'm burnt out on balance well don't worry i think you got one more issue <laughs> i'm glad you said balance at the end of that yeah sentence. no just balance <laughs> just the character it like i know he can't die but can he die <laughs> 
I mean, he could die. They killed him I'm off in the convinced. old EU. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They've been teasing his death for about like seven runs of comics too. Since yeah. his creation. So, well, he pops yeah. up in this again, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a fun sort of uh, so takeover. Like you have can two I, of the other I, like greatest characters in Star Wars in Lobot and Magna Tolvin, and then it's like and balance, balance of course, and balance. How could we? Yeah, and balance. Can I? Can I ask that question? Because I'm going to jump to the end. Start so, here, though. We got to. No, we gotta well, I'm going to jump. Yeah, journal. Gonna, no, we got. All right. You know, you want me? Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll save. Okay. That Can you, someone explain yeah. to me, like I'm five, what I'm looking at? I think I, I came around and figured it out. Because you you essentially have two elements here. It, there's the Spark Eternal, mm-hmm. which that's how Afra escaped the Spark Eternal was she put it in a droid, right? Uh, I believe so. I remember she popped it off. It came off. I don't right. remember how. It was just sitting on the ground, and then something came out of the fermenta, oh. fromage, fermata cage, yes, cage. the cheese cage, fermata. Wait, so the ancient cage. Sith the trapped cage. Yeah. something in this little coin or this little droid? I guess this little like, oh. droid, this no size of a coin, basically. Yeah. No, that yeah, that was the thing that the Spark Eternal was stuck in, and then the thing the came out of the kind. And then went into the medallion. So basically, you just like, you know, okay. it's like, you got peanut butter in my chocolate. I got chocolate in my peanut butter. We, we two taste great together, which is, um, you know, uh, droid. Okay. Uh, so revolution. that's, that makes more sense. So there was a second, it was the entity that was trapped in the Fermata cage is what got inhabited yeah. by the so, Spark Eternal. Here's what I'll say because I got to SU4 and like they're talking about the two entities. And I'm like, wait, what did I miss? Like I had to go back to it's not super clear. But if we're treating this as a oh, horror right. story, the origin of the creature is not all that important. It is supernatural in nature. It does not need to have rules or make Thank sense. You, Adam. That's great. That's great. Thanks for explaining. You're welcome. But I need to know. <laughs> it does make sense though. And there's I, great I guess, but it, does. it seemed like yeah. which they use the whole personality homework. of the thing was the spark eternal, not whatever the thing was that came out. All right. Well, so it's, it's programmed to eat, right? It's programmed. Okay. To so eat. that's the thing that so needs like to there's feed. some okay. something before Something gave it the programming to, to feed, yeah. basically. Okay, okay. So it, it was a droid consciousness that wanted to spread everywhere, but it was just like a but bad... It's also an organic consciousness. So okay, it is. Oh, so right. There, this is making so sense. The, so the, the Spark Eternal opens up the dialogue trying to yeah. understand what it is, right? Am I human? Am I droid? Because I've, I've taken right. over humans. Decides that it's droid, basically, like, this is more of what I am. At the same time, it is inhibited, it, it is it is uh, inhabited by this other droid that comes out of the, the Fermata cage. Um, and this other thing was another, was basically just a droid entity that the Sith put in there because it had tried the same thing right. basically before. Like, this thing, and so they both kind of got together and decided, we are droid, We but the ad, I think the added idea was that the because of the because of the spark eternal the spark eternal is like no we can do more than just take over all the droids i want to be yeah, human again right we can be in and that's can, the we thing can get into human. yeah so it's this idea like of like, eating and expanding and taking it like finding solace and governing yeah. everything but thank you for explaining that yeah. but uh sidebar can i get a story about siths being bros <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like just just siths being bros like the Sith point of view of that story yeah. like locked away this evil spirit in a medallion and then like that you know whatever that droid you know yeah. uh, consciousness was the, yeah. the history of that and then you know the Sith yeah because they're gonna solve that yeah. problem by like killing everybody and I think that would be great or like at least without the the yeah. constraints of like murder and and the like you know Jedi 
you know, doctrine holding them back. They're going to just figure that out. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think the second yeah. coolest time Star Wars can explore uh, is like when the Sith ruled the galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I feel like Agreed. that is such yeah. an interesting, yeah. Yeah. just like you have to kind of do things in secret. Like the good guys are basically operating from, you know, maybe just a, a small a few, a few sectors and then the, the Sith basically control or patrol the, uh, you know, most of the galaxy. I feel like. Well, and you could do it in a way that doesn't feel like 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 Star Wars the original. It's just like these are a scrappy band of rebels who are taking on like mostly other humans plus like one or two when you get to the sequels force users, really powerful people. But then if you tell a story of just like, no, there's these two these this small group of scrappy people against an entire legion of dark force users. Right. It becomes very interesting in terms of just like this is not this is a story of survival. This is not a story right. of victory. The victory is in the survival, right. not in overthrowing. Yeah. Right, which I think yeah. is interesting. Breaking news, a couple of things about Travis. One, he's <laughs> on board with us. Uh, he feels like, and Grant, you love this, uh, he feels like Valance feels like a generic 90s X-Men dude. <laughs> 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 you read our minds. He just needs a lot more pockets and, and a lot more pouches, and that's 100% right. Muscle. He's got enough. He needs like 20% more. Yeah, more. Uh, the other thing is that yeah. he's a comic reader because he mentioned that he read – he thinks that Charles Sewell knows what's going on with the Ray movie because in um, Star Wars 20, you see Ray standing in front of a temple that we haven't seen before. So more what I want to say is like, Travis, thank you. We love talking about comics. We're so excited that you're one of the comics readers as well. So that's uh, very exciting for us. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. That's exciting. I just, I just, yeah. Ben just grabbed his yeah, copy. Yeah, sorry. Of I was looking to see like when, if they have any time earmarked as like Sith rule, and they don't really. They they like say seeds of turmoil at like two thousand BB or twenty thousand BBY, um, but uh, nothing exact. So, I, but there's a lot of space in there. I'm hoping it's some sort of grand secret that that there was a time, there was an era. Yeah. I mean, I think there there definitely was in, you know, Legends, um, and it's too awesome to ignore. And I feel like they could even do it right at the beginning. Like, how cool would it be, like, the first Jedi just goes straight dark because they just don't – there's, like, no rules. It's nihilism with the Force. And then, like – Well, they don't yeah. know what they're doing. We'll, we'll right. pull them down the Anyways, path. Anyways, right? we see the Sith deal with this coin from, like, sorry, long sorry. ago. Yeah. And <laughs> – All right. So we're on page sorry. one. Page one. We got to get past page one. Yeah. <laughs> we could have just that we could have gone deep I'm yeah i mean i don't we don't i don't know if we need to like retell the whole story of the droids but i mean that's pretty much it they're trying to figure to stop this menace and everyone you know they take over a star destroyer and they take over you know they infiltrate the republic and then they infiltrate a planet yeah. um and then you know a city right. and then a and planet then they figure out how to jump to hybrids Hi- hybrids Hi- 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 yeah let's, when i heard that let's, i was let's like talk about, let's talk about hybrids for a second Oof. yeah, yeah. It threw me for a second, but I'm like, I like a new term. Cyborgs uh, and hybrids. Yeah. Were, those words yeah. were used a lot in this, yeah. in these, you know, issues. It was so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, then, you know, all in this quest to take over human consciousness. Um, and then they really, but they really want to take over a force wielding human consciousness. And that's where the, the trouble begins. And like, he, you know, goes up against Luke and he goes up, I mean, you know, then there's a Vader scene that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Oh, well, just wait till you read the Vader yeah. comic because you get that oh, over really? a couple of issues. Oh. Like that whole thing oh. is built out. Yeah, yeah, um, which we will cover. Uh, but also, go read the the. I will say the, that's the, what's crazy the watching the movies is thinking about what happens to. Vader. Right, I know I, you can't. You just can't do it. 
it breaks your brain. Um, Wait, what happens to what? what? I was gonna say to is that, like, the fact that oh. like to Vader oh, between yeah. like Empire oh. and Return, like it's like oh yeah, he, remember the time he got like pulled out of his thing by droids and then like taken over and then also talk fought, about like, a, talk about a nightmare. I mean, even though like Vader's a villain, it's like you're a quadriplegic and you get like dragged out of your thing by like you know and attacked. Then yeah. people are trying to kill you, like. And the boss move of like pulls the lightsaber to himself with the force, and the yeah. and the droid catches it. It's just a great They're moment like, of just that's like, not going to no. do it. Yeah. He, um, he's like, and, yeah. yeah, and then he goes, yeah. I mean, amazing. So the other thing is like this is like Palpatine and the Sith on steroids because the Spark Eternal or the or the Scourge as it as the joined force becomes known as goes from let's take over all the droids. Eh, that's not quite enough. Let's take over all the droids and hybrids. That's not quite enough. Let's take over the droids, hybrids, and and humans. That's not quite enough. Let's just take the over force. everything yeah. using the force, right. like everything. which is connects everything. Like I love that but idea of how fast it goes because that's what stopped it before, and it, it right. wants to understand. You know, that's the one thing it needs. Yeah. It's the one weakness. It just wants to be safe. Also, so yeah. cool that Sewell sort of like brings droids into the fold of equality by like making it so that the scourge doesn't discriminate between sentient you know um life or uh, characters basically are beings and basically treats droids and and organics the same essentially and just needs it needs to yeah. harvest and feed on just sentient minds and droid or organic it doesn't really, really doesn't matter, matter. Yeah. it's so cool yeah. i think soul is just genius in that oh. regard in terms of like it's and so then the next too. thing yeah. he did it is the, the most I, I mean the one of the coolest things i've ever seen in stars just i think because i love this stuff it's like it, like it went almost a little Westworld and like philosoph uh, philosophy and like yeah, bicameral yeah. mind. It like it got so big that it needed to fracture its mind into components. Oh, yeah, so cool. Yeah, yeah, that was into its awesome. own kind of version. Of yeah, a Jedi it did. But it, like it was, it was like a baby droid. He, like, delegated. I was like, oh, that. We need a black series the of baby like, droid. I absolutely no. Give me the give yeah, me that. Nope. Like, that's gonna be a Galaxy's Edge when I go oh, to Galaxy's Edge in. <laughs> The summer, it better be there. It better be. It better be, and I will go buy that thing. The, because the thing is, is just like I, like that. That baby is <laughs> horrific and amazing, but also yeah. like right, like literally amazing. Like we forgot about Ajax. We have to pay attention to Ajax. Oh, yeah. They don't. Yeah. And then, like that's their downfall. Can we talk about it. Ajax. Yeah. Can we? Can I? We yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to no, talk man, a little bit more about wanna, this because I, I yeah. just it was my favorite yeah. part. But it was like yeah, it's a. I mean the the so. It broke down its brain. It had the elder, um, it had yep. the warrior, the, the warrior, scholar, yeah. and the child. And the um, the child was was yeah his fears essentially. And it's just like you know the warrior uh, pretty straightforward. The scholar's like okay, I'm you know I'm doing all the science and getting all the things mobilized. But the child's like no, I'm your fear, which I just find fascinating. This is the part of like all our our bodies that we hate. It's but like that conversation he has with the elder at one point. Where it's like but, that was very bicameral mind where it was almost like uh, they're commenting yeah. on each other yeah. and, and who's actually like chicken chicken or the egg scenario like when did he need to feed and was he always intended to feed and like they kind of want to end this cycle or something and it was just like so cool yeah. like i was like that 
conversation was awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. I mean, wait, the elder was the instantiation of the spark eternal. It was like the other half of the the two things. I think it that was the spark, right? right. And it had the history. Right. I think so. And yeah. so it could yeah, actually it talk to its history. like its thing. Yeah. And they both looked at each other and the child yeah. they're like, you know what? The child's really right. We could be a force for good. This could be awesome. And then they're like, no, F that. They destroy the other elders. <laughs> I mean the other the <laughs> other minds. Yeah. We have to end the force yeah. future. Yeah, they're like, nah. It's but but <laughs> But the lesson of the story, which is an amazing Star Wars lesson, which is, again, Sewell is just like, this is why he's, he was elevated to, he's also been elevated in his position similar to, to uh, Filoni. Like, he has been, he's been up to, to like, yeah. creative something or other. Like, but he, really he is, that, he yeah. is a lot of, I think, especially with the comics, because oh, he yeah. gets it. And, like, I always hate saying stuff like he gets it, because yeah, it just sounds yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but you know what right. I mean? Like, he, he just, he's, he knows, he, knows he understands Star Wars at a core. Yeah. He does More than any of us. But, like, but like the thing is, the lesson is just like, no, don't take your fear away. Like your fear is necessary, which is an interesting, interesting thing to say, right? Because the Jedi also talk about fear being a bad thing. Right, right. Right? So I don't know what the lesson is here. Oh, Are the Jedi wrong? Is fear that's a, important? It's like because fear is what wars is. Fear is a survival yes, mechanism. Is, right. We need our fear. Yeah, like anxiety is fear, you know, like that all that stuff. I'm like dealing with all that and just that's a, a healthy part of your brain telling you just like, you know, what's up? It's your innocent. Keeping you safe. Yeah. From my for my many, many, many years of therapy, I was supposed to yes. say thank you. Yes. To my I just learned that last week. Because <laughs> it's trying, it's trying, it's trying yes. to help. Thank you, you baby droid. No, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But I don't need <laughs> yeah. you. Right now. I don't need okay. you at all. I'm yeah. going to destroy my fear. Um, but <laughs> no, I love how you made that an analog to the Jedi, too. It's sort of like. You could, they could totally do that with the, the whole psychology angle and be like, you right. need to it's recognize kind of your fear. In. Yeah, it's distracting the conversation. You know, it, it's basically climbing out of its seat and like really trying to get their attention. Yeah. and and you know, re- not wanting to do anything that they're planning. Essentially, yeah. The key is to uh, understand and listen to your fear, but then not act on it. So that's the you know that's that could be another realm. Right. Or not, not act badly in, you know, not get hooked by it. Right. So it, but it's so, it's again, I, I, I think I love Yoda, some of the best knowledge of all time. He says some stuff that's just straight up. Dumb. Oh. Uh, so oh, like, oh, oh, uh, whoa. Oh, 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 oh. Do or do not, there is no try. Oh, it's, that was, that uh, got oh. me through like half oh, my life. Oh, oh. Wait, you're going to do that to us right now? Shut up. It's uh, the greatest line in Star Wars. Fear leads to hate. No, it doesn't. There's a rebel. Fear, there's a rebel. Fear can, fear can yeah. lead to hate. Like, this is my problem. Right. Oh, by the way, we don't deal with absolutes. Oh, okay. Sith deal with okay. absolutes. Everything Yoda says is an absolute. <sighs> You've given me a lot to think about, Adam, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I, all right. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm you're, you're not wrong. Yoda's amazing. I love him. But, but like, but the point is, is like, here's the thing is that I, I love Yoda. These are mantras, right? And mantras are important things. They allow you to ruminate. Like he does not say these things because he expects his students to take them and believe him. He says that he says, "Do it or not, there is no try to Luke." So that he says it and starts thinking yeah. about it and thinking about what that means and how to apply that, which is what right. you did, Ben. Right? Applied that in a way that's true. And same thing with like fear leads to hate. It's not that we don't fear the feel, as you were saying, or, or feel the fear. We don't right. act on that fear. In, in do or do not, so I, no I will. I was never one of those like 
you know, ones I, one of my takeaways from like the, the films that I always thought about, it was just there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, luminous beings, not this crude matter. Like it wasn't something I yes. like actually think love about. That. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get going after that. That's actually the, the most criticized line that I think Yoda has. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard so many people criticize that line and it's, it's fine. And I think there's actually a really fantastic Rebels episode that actually tries <laughs> Subvert to that a little, yeah. like, sort like, what does that mean? backfill and like add all this meaning to it. And I, it, I, I just go watch that and then come back and talk about it because I feel like it might change your mind a little bit in terms of. Well, you know, I think it's to have a moment, I think, in that episode. Yeah. I will. I will definitely rewatch it. I, I, I say that mostly to joke because I don't actually buy it because I feel like. Again, I feel like he's saying that to get people to think about yeah. what he's saying, right? Like he's saying it to students to, to as a teaching point, which again, as a person who educates, I say a lot of things. And then in my mind, I'll be like, so like when you're teaching, like when I'm teaching like first year students, I'm teaching them something, I'm teaching a concept and I'm like, oh, well, I'll say something and in my mind. I'll be like, that's not hundred percent true. If it's actually like this, then it's like this. And if it's like that, it's like that. And then that happens. And that's not really true in this situation. That's not really true there. But if you're teaching minds that don't yeah, can't yeah. go there yet, you just set the foundation. And then when I see you in senior year, we'll get into capstone, nuance. Yeah. We'll get yeah. into nuance, right? Like I feel like that's what's and Luke yeah. is just like Luke is a first year remedial right. student right. at that point. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So we should talk about Ajax. <laughs> this is the flip side of the droid oh, coin. Yeah. coin. We gotta talk about the colony. Speaking of Ajax. Colony of the second revelation. Yes. On yeah, Travis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say Travis just mentioned what is the pop culture obsession with naming things Ajax <laughs> and listed like Ajax Sigma. Yeah, it's Ajax in Star Wars, Ajax and Deadpool, Ajax and Eternals. There's well, a lot I mean, of Ajax a, going a, on there. Character from Greek, you know. Like, well, there you go. History. That look at the big brain on <laughs> yeah. the uh, big brain on 100. That's the obsession. Love to look at there. You the, go. Yeah, yeah. Asked and, and answered. You know Homer's epics and sort of you take characters from those yeah. and you know use them as modern sort of archetypes especially for crusaders or heroes right ajax was a great warrior ajax sigma is also a great warrior uh wields a sword but yeah i, this is, I don't this know is it, what, by the way like this the is great is the writer. Writer. and star wars has like now a peter and like a simon and like ajax there was like there were some name stuff in here that Gertie. was I was just, Gertie. I was like, I, is it? Yeah, you know, Gertie's fine. I, I was like, like, okay with that. It's like naming like, your Rottweiler Susan. I think it's kind of cute. Well, it's, <laughs> so I, can we talk about, so what we're referring to are the names of the droids in the Ajax's uh, collective. And it just totally, I yeah. totally escaped. What's it called? The, the, colon, uh, the colony of the second revelation. The colony of know. the second revelation. And I love the fact that they yeah. like, they, they threw off their shackles. I mean, part of this, I love that. We, <laughs> like, well, so like what I love about this is, and I'm all about droid stories, as we know, like I've talked about this, like I want, I want a movie that's all droids. I really thought we we're going to get with Taika's movie. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think the movie's going to happen. But I don't think he's going to do it. Um, but I feel like um, that one of the things that he uh, is doing that I love is this idea of not like we are not revolutionary necessarily. We're just, we found an area that those who have gone past a certain level of consciousness can come and there's a line i think in the last one where he said something along the lines of there's there are those of us have chosen to still work with the humans and help yeah. the humans and that's cool we do not we do not judge them 
Like, and I love this yeah. idea of like that yeah. he's gone from this like like this revolutionary killer in 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 the High Republic era, like yeah. taken down by Loden Greatstorm. Was that and, like, him? Yeah, I believe so. I'll wow. double check. It's I think it's Loden uh, takes him down. Um, or no, it might be um, it might not be Loden. It might be um, they had some uh, some frames in uh, D Squad. Yeah, showing yeah showing in battle. Um, D Squad had all like the juicy lore. Yeah, <laughs> that I wanted. Well, I was like, oh, yeah. R two gets spaced by C three PO. Like, <laughs> where does where does he go? Yeah. So. So quick backstory on Ajax. Uh, he was part of the High Republic uh, droids and basically was just like um, wiped out an entire moon. Uh, and then the Jedi sent out like Lord and Great, Lord and Great Storm, took him down. His his core ended up in the ground. That's when Hansel and Chewbacca found him. Right. Found that. Mm. And then ends up that that in the end that uh, basically they send out another uh, droid finds him brings him back that starts the second revelation he gets rebu- rebooted because they wanted to bring back this like great revolutionary and he comes back like generations later going no we need to just be our own peaceful thing yeah. over here he went and just sort of like meditated for a couple hundred years and was like and just yeah. gave up his his like you know war-filled ways he's like no this is peace yeah. actually but he's he's all about you know the self-aware droids you know having their own independence and just freedom for droids and that juxtaposed against the scourge just like wildly yeah. taking over droids you know across the galaxy yeah. you know at its will is 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 just brilliant i so uh, it's it's very interesting yeah i like it a lot do you yeah do you want the sociologist to me to pop out sure. for a minute here all right so the first revelation is is i yep <laughs> yeah. the second revelation is we yeah the third revelation is is them we'll stop there we'll talk about the fourth fourth revelation at the end uh right i we them that's i mean that that is how civilizations formed. Right. like humans first became self-aware and then they became aware as a group and then once groups form out groups form this is where the sociology part comes from which is the them the other the outside and like yeah. the them is important but it's also dangerous, dangerous like right. when he starts saying oh, so them, them yeah. i'm like yeah. Oh no! Like this is where we get tribal. Them and the other is definitely just a. It's, yeah. it's terrible because you're basically creating something that's the the object outside of yourself, the outsider. Yeah, you know, outside of you, which is othering any anything. It's, it's I don't see how that could possibly be a, a a problem in any sort of applicable sense. No, we've never seen that happen. <laughs> no one's ever scared of people American just because they're different from them, right? No, no, that's uh, no, never, never. Yeah. Cool. I missed out uh, on all history, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, or current events. Or current events, um, yes. I also yeah, don't have a TV. Yeah, America. Uh, you'll get all you need to know about that here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everyone. Any whoozle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I just love the way that, you know, that dichotomy was just beautiful. And then, like, he became a priest. It took me a while because I'm like, wait, is that the same Ajax as, like, it? and then it, it, I read uh, Dark Droids first, so... When I got to D Squad, oh. I was like, um, "Okay, I probably should have yep. read D Squad first, I guess, in hindsight, because they have like a yeah. mini issue about it's called yeah. the, At the, the very Book end, of Ajax, of the yeah, um, yeah it, the end of the first yeah issue of D Squad, and it tells this whole backstory, and that was it's so cool. Was that buried yeah. on a Maxine station? There was another a Maxine station reference. Yeah, I thought the Jedi were fighting ajax on a maxine oh wait no yeah because that that's where the spark that's eternal the spark eternal is that yeah the, and that's where the, the formata other, cage oh the formata cage the, the fromage yeah. cage is there's no it's uh the fromage cage no. Sorry, here too four named the fromage cage 
Yeah. Are we at Epiconia yet or whatever that planet was? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. We can't be. <laughs> yes, we're at Epiconia. For it. And arriving? No, no, no. I was just wondering. No, no. I, no. no. Yes, we are. No, I just, I really just, we didn't even get into like the sort of cyborg hybrid hunt that happens sort of like, or just sort of him gathering hit the, the, the cyborg team, um, taking over hybrids, yeah. creating, trying to like establish sentience and trying to become organic or become me. Yeah. Yes. As he said, sometimes. Me. And, yeah. yeah. Dude, and if Fizing Gore gets a name drop. Right. Like, yes, Fizing Gore. Gore. Yeah, Fizing Gore. And I was like, what? Our old friend Fizing yes. Gore, who's like from like issue from like episode Dan seven of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like some easing. Yeah. Love that, that character was created. Um, this is for Grogu. Uh, that character was created in Last Shot. The Last Lando Calrissian yep, novel. Is that Daniel 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 yeah. Jose Alder did that book? Really? Yes. Yes, Daniel Jose Alder. That's amazing because I it's been so long Correct. I forgot and like I, he's my hero right now in general. Why do I for, um, keep forgetting that? Anyways, that is a because it was six Cantina years favorite. and seventy eight uh, and Fizing Gore uh, was all about sort of like the vivisection of droids and and humans and sort of droid yeah parts. he was kind of the other side of the coin right he was sort of like humans will be improved by being made droid by like assimilating with the right. droids um whereas yeah yeah right uh travis mitchell uh, travis has proven his uh star wars bona fides because as we were debating it he's like yeah from the last shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm, I'm ahead of you yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah let's uh, yeah, keep up yes and it is yeah uh so i yeah i like so many great drops and I just love it. It's so, so good. Um, it, the other thing is, so let's figure out hybrid. I, so I'm trying to figure out the distinction because again, <laughs> let's do it. sociologist. So I need, I need, Science. I need my boxes. Science. I need my, yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling that hybrids or are cyborgs with cranial, um, uh, advancements. Cause we see Lobot who has the, who has the cranial, Magva Tolva, who I think has cranial implants, she at least has the thing that goes all the way around the back of her yeah. head, right, and upper thing. And then, of course, uh, Bale, uh, 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 Valance, who is I, I, there's almost just, no. See, I thought no a I don't even know if he has a brain left. Limbs. And I thought a cyborg was uh, uh, organic with cybernetic. Right. So cyborgs would be things like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, who are cyborgs. Right. Invalid, but you're saying so if if there's a partial mental interface with with yeah electronics, then then you're a hybrid. But at the same time, that's a blurred line. It's so blurred line, especially when you start reading the books, because I feel like they're able to almost take over Darth Vader. And as as I understand, Darth Vader uh, doesn't have um, any cranial, like any brain implants. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 No. Neuralware. Yeah, neuralware. There you go. To bring in some right, but uh, it does it does control like <laughs> subcognitive functions, like yeah. breathing. I, I right. I'm, okay. Right. So maybe it's enough to go in there because it's in the it's in the um, yeah. autonomic system. Right. 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 Is, that sounds um, right. I mean, science sure. sounds like science. Yeah. Uh, Wait. So hybrids are Lobot. Lobot, Lobot is, I believe, all Magvatolva, Lobot, and Valens are all hybrids. <laughs> Yeah. I love how quickly we've latched on this. I could look this up, but I'm enjoying more having this discussion of what is a hybrid. No, this is fascinating. Okay. So, what are the droids with like human limbs on there? 
Thought monstrosities yeah, those are just monstrosities <laughs> okay they they're nothing they i mean other than like the things i will dream about and wake up and be like that was the, the best nightmare i ever had coming. yeah <laughs> i was like this is most adam you know can i, can I ask a legit question seen. do you ever wake up from a nightmare and go like oh that's pretty good yeah. <laughs> well, like medical, like, do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, oh, brain. Well done. That really, that really messed with me. Like, like I was like really scared, but it's like, uh, okay. Uh, do you want to know? Okay. Ugh. Here's what's really infuriating. We just waste all our time. Apparently, hybrid and cyborg are just same terms. Same. They just use same the same terms. terms. Yeah. Hybrid is a, a hybrid between a sentient and a droid. All right. That's annoying. I don't like it. I'm going with my de- my designation. Yeah, I like yours better. Wait, so hybrid is almost like Star Warsification of cyborg. Right, but we've already put. They also used the term cyborg in this comic. Yeah, series. I know. Cyborg's already been. I'm so upset. Used my voice this. is cracking. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with cyborg <laughs> and like, hybrids? Oh god. Um, Adam, we gotta let all, all of the terms exist. But I will say, uh, Ben, and for our listeners, and for Grogu. Um, if you're interested to see how those three hybrids slash cyborgs got assimilated, oops, wrong. Uh, shouldn't you should say assimilated? Wrong, wrong. We're talking about we're not talking about uh, the Borg. Wrong, wrong fandom. Uh, but if you're curious to hear their backstory, like that's where like the Star Wars main run, the um, the Darth Vader Val or uh, bounty hunters and Doctor Afra kind of deal with those characters actually getting pulled in. So it goes a little deeper into those stories, which are. Awesome. Like this is again, not to like hit it too many times, but I feel like this is this is the way to do a crossover event where you just tell those stories deeper, but there's not anything major happening in them. And they're almost standalone standalone stories. Uh it's also leading up to and Grant, I will are you current oh. on the Star Wars? Darth Vader 41 just <laughs> yeah, blew my mind. Uh honest. We'll say it on, on the pod, yeah, but because I'm uh, not caught up. What about Oh, we can just we no, can no, just get, we, no, I mean, we, we're not going to be back here for a while. We like we that. did it. We did it on the on the text. It was one of the I think I think Ben had one of the best lines in a text line that I ever saw, and I laughed for quite a while. But we won't say it online because it won't. It doesn't work. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Grant shared a picture of the end of of Darth Vader forty one. You're like, that's the future of that sounds like Star Wars in twenty twenty four. I can't remember the line, but I'm like, yep. <laughs> But anyway, look back on the text. Oh, yeah. You'll have to go through walls of text from today. You'll have to go through 78 texts I just found it. I just found it. Yeah. Um, but it was the schism shadow. imperial. It was, yeah. it was It was. pretty amazing. But I, I'm very excited that we're getting into... We'll talk about D-Squad in a second, but I'm very excited that we're getting into, I think, standalone stories that are like repercussions of what's happening in these. Like, I'm very excited for what they're about to do in main run Star Wars. I don't know, Grant. Have you are you caught up in Star Wars main run? I I, I, I really only get Vader like oh, musical issues. So you are I, fired. I, should, <laughs> no, fine. I, um, I maybe I should be because I so know Star Wars main run goes. We, yeah, I will just say it. We'll talk about how we get here. We're leading into the trial of Lando Calrissian. Is is what we're going oh, to get wow. in main run because. He does some sketchy stuff to save Lobot, and and I thought of you, Ben, when I was reading this whole thing of just like, can't wait. He loves Lambo. He loves Lobot almost as much as you do. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there was definitely a panel at the end of D Squad where I was like, whoa, we're there already. Okay, mm-hmm. oh, we yeah. get Lando in his like his art. Well, it's it's just such a great panel because it's R two in disguise yep. running into Lando in disguise, and I don't think yep. they know who each other is. <laughs> No, it's it's, it's, a, a, it's, such a, it's funny a funny little, gag, it, it's but funny. in yeah so, in Jabba's palace. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, I, we're getting we're so, almost there. If Lando's in Jabba's palace in that uniform, let's 
talk D squad, but I have I have one question, kind of final um, Dark Droids question, which is going to hit the end. But now that we're at the beginning, but now at the end, I can do it. Is that like so? Oftentimes, when you have a giant crossover event in Marvel main run, like superhero comics, you can almost always count on a big death. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like there's always going to be like, oh, this character's dead. And then like six months later, they find a way to resurrect them. It's fine. But like you get a big death. Yeah. And this is the thing where we got through this and I thought, okay, you have you have Lobot, Magnetova and and Valance all taken over. And I'm like, who are we going to lose? And the answer is no. one. (laughs) We lose no one other than all these other poor humans who got their? Who we don't care about this? This yeah. just fodder. Who got their? Because we, we don't take it. We off. don't see Lobot. You had a fodder in this this event yeah. series. Yeah. We don't see Lobot in Return of the Jedi, and um, so I was I had that thought too. I was like, oh, I, so did I. When I was reading, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be metal. This is this is gonna have the cut off Lobot, and I'm like, I'm not wishing Lobot dead because I love him, but I'm like, but if you're gonna do something big, that would be big. Maybe this is what you do. Yeah, and nope, Lobot's because they don't want to do it because they might want to bring him back for a movie or a TV show or something higher level yeah. than comics. I, I really think. hope he seeks out Ajax Sigma or Sigma, you know, seeks out Lobot or their paths cross somehow. And like they save him and Lobot goes and has like the Mandalorian finale from like season three <laughs> somewhere <laughs> and just like, just, you it. know, touches grass for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, incredible. But uh, that's just my, cause I love Lobot, Sweet. but uh, Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about that run, I mean, we, we talked about that council, but it was like the like poly armed, like Indian God mm-hmm. version of, yeah, yeah. um, of the scourge. Like yeah. it was like, you know, Brahma or Shiva or, you know, Vishnu or something like that. It was just amazing where it had like real arms. That was, that was like some, I mean, even that star destroyer they took over and then they like, they instantly like kitted it out. Modified. Yeah. The scourge yeah. one, um, like just whenever mm-hmm. anyone takes over <laughs> scourge one, is that what it's, that's called? What it's called? Yeah. That model. I mean, that's a great ship. Yeah. It's a yeah. fantastic idea. Like the concept of droids capturing a sort of flagship, uh, yeah. you know, uh, destroyer ship class ship. It's like, that's to me, that's, it's so interesting, just the concept alone. It's, it's. I don't know. I really like. I, that. I'm down for any group taking over an Imperial Star Destroyer. Like, I always wanted the, you know, Rebellion yeah, to do it. But it's always yeah, works. Just like rogue people <laughs> I mean, be like, how does this thing work? Yeah. And it's like it's this yeah. giant killing machine. Like, I, the Mandos take over a Star Destroyer. I'm like, yep, yep. yeah, like of right, yeah, yep. that'd yeah. be great. I mean, they had a light yeah. cruiser, which is a good start. Like, but like getting there, yeah, but they're getting there. Maybe but they'll wasn't get one. that wasn't that in the the will of not the will of force the the what was what was what was the other episode nine? Uh, what was the the duel, all, of, the duel of fates? <laughs> didn't they didn't they take over a Star oh, yeah, Destroyer? Yeah. In yes, that? they did, and they're like yeah. the yeah, first act. That. Resistance took over yeah. a Star Destroyer. That's a good first act. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's an interesting yeah. idea. Uh, so two things. One, I, I want to put this uh, back burner. Uh, Travis mentioned that Lando is his favorite character, which is like Bravo. Right. Uh, yeah, um, but he was kind of like off put by how much they presented him as sleazy in this run mm. in Star Wars. So I want to yeah. like, I, I want to, in when we D-Squad get to the Star Wars. In the, or no, the Star in the Star Wars. Wars yeah. in the Star Sorry, Star Travis, Wars, we're not there not, yet. <laughs> but when we cover it, I want to put that in the back burner because I want to discuss that because what, what he was saying, which I think is clear, is that like because he thought like his arc was really clear in episode five. 
right yeah. in return or in uh, empire strikes back and so that's really interesting and i think there's a really interesting good critique there and i want to like re- re- like yeah revisit, revisit that, that when we get I, there i think yeah lando we'll get into it later but i just think yeah we love lando, lando when it comes to people he loves he's willing to bend rules and then it, it can you know he can do some things well well i think we'll get a series too that will eventually i think explain i hope, oh, I hope that happens w- w- when he was a sportsman and when he became an administrator and sort of yeah. like i i could see this just yeah really I, awesome complex arc for him that to become sort of someone who manages lots of people and like a city essentially and like that is you know that's who he is i feel like from this point that point on and sort of like whatever han and linda were in the past together i feel like that's really just it's sort of faded after empire because yeah. he's you know take he's taking care of so many people yeah, yeah. realize my jaws three posters Sneaking so out it's in the weird background. post empire um, for him to do like anything that's sort of def- like anything that's like a, a smuggler would do or something that you know han and him would do back in the yeah. day it's I, like it's just weird it is like. and this is i think a general like over critique of the comics and you know me love comics one of my favorite like art forms yeah. medium um is that while i love filling in the space between episode four and five and now five and six it does it's hard to create um, tension when the arcs are somewhat, the character arcs are somewhat complete. So like we've seen this with Vader. Vader's a good example of like, like we've seen so much up and down, up and down, up and down between five and six, because like, like it's just like, yeah. wait, how are we going to, oh, no, no, basically no, no, Frankenstein. I mean, you can do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, starting to have feelings again. Then he's like, no hardcore dark side. <laughs> and then starting to have feelings again. And then like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, or Travis does a uh, anyone anyone up for a, a karate qu- karate kid uh, Cobra Kai <laughs> reference? Sure, it's like spot on. It's like it's like it's sort of how I was reading, sort of how like Johnny yeah. says you're all right, Larusso at the end of Karate Kid, but then they have to revert Johnny back to being a prick at, at Cobra Kai to work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Like that is that, what? Yeah. And that's a trap I see lots of big yeah. IP things falling into over yeah. and over again, which is sort of like big adjustments to the the lore or what we know to to be the sort of um, the the story thus far, but then sort of reverting back to sort of please the the what the story has always meant and sort of um, paying tribute to the legacy of the story itself. And it feels like I'm seeing that a lot, not just in Star Wars. I see I see it all over the place, and not even in the just. Star Wars comics. I see it like just all over, yeah. you know, in lots of man. Star Wars I'll accept it. Where it's sort of like <laughs> there's great, they're great stories. Yeah, like, no, I'll take fine. it too. Yeah. I'll take it too. I'll, where it's I like, just want to go on the ride. <laughs> yeah, I also just want the ride and like, but I just feel like there's a lot of like, oh, you know, we're gonna kill Chewbacca. We're not gonna kill Chewbacca. It's just, it's just. <laughs> well, it also, just give us more than five. Give us more than five minutes of what I'm talking about. Yeah, like that is. I mean, not to like relitigate, but that is just. I mean, that happens, and then five minutes later, you're like, no, he's alive. I'm like, you could have at least given us an act. All right. <laughs> Give us an act. All right, D- where we think he's uh, dead. Devil's advocate or Vader's advocate. Um, I I couldn't think of anything else while Chewie was dead. Then don't do it. Or no, but that's the point. Is like, but that's the thing. It's like you have to. You're Star Wars. You have to accept that you're gonna have multiple rewatch by fans. So if you feel that way and miss an entire act. <laughs> That's okay, especially because back and, yeah. behind the behind the scenes, we knew we were going to go see that movie again in an hour and a half. Because yes, we were hardcore and bought two tickets and watched it back to back in the movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we should we would have been huge if he died in that movie? Like huge. 
I think there would have been pitchforks. Like I would have been collecting all the Chewie figures I could get. Like I would have been just obsessed with Chewbacca after that film. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. It would have made him just so interesting. Like what a courageous, you know, amazing warrior, you know, and then yeah. to go out getting killed by accident and, like, by like an OP <laughs> Jedi. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd rather see him crushed tough. by it's a planet. Like the scenes before that would have needed, needed to get adjusted for that to actually not work. Like he would have to like take out a battalion of stormtroopers and then he get taken away yeah. or something. Yeah. You need him having like, you need him having like a Hodor. He needs to, he needs to die like Hodor. Right. Like, 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 like legend die holding the door. Like, like, just yeah. like he ends up like wrestling a million stormtroopers. Right. To let yeah. Like escape. takes out like a squad of, of stormtroopers. Yeah. And then Where he keeps, them. he keeps and getting up and then he finally yeah. doesn't get up. Like, like you're yeah. so right. You're so right. Stop oh plotting Chewie's yeah. death. You monster. Also, we do, <laughs> we do, we do have the Ray movie. I mean, I'm just oh, saying it's not too late. Don't you even, don't you even plant that seed in the ether? <laughs> okay. To, to 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 support my point of like give it an act, uh, Travis's friend went to the bathroom, came back, and in the time that, that he went to the bathroom, came back, Chewie died that all and happened, came back, and didn't know that. The I really happened. wish there was a cutaway to Chewie when the first transport exploded, and he was just like, oh, ro, ro. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta get I this mean, he now. does do a Tarzan yell, so I could absolutely see do a, a rut row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we cover D Squad right. finally? Should we... <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, I say not negatively. I'm just having fun. But yes, sorry. I don't don't let me it's, ruin it's, your fun. No, but I'm going to ruin your. No, no, no. There's uh, there's no more fun to be had. Let's talk about D Squad. <laughs> wait, that sounds negative too. I do like D Squad. I don't know what yeah. you're accidentally saying. That like right. It's good. Oh wait, hold on. Okay. All the way back, there was two things I want to say. The last, the fourth revelation. Uh yes. Uh, is all. So we have I, mm-hmm. we, yeah. them, all, which is fascinating i love this this is such a great ending to this because it is like all could be a wait, good thing all be could be thing. a bad thing yeah. wait a you second. saw all be wait a very a bad you're thing. saying that you're not it's juxtaposed against some very you know evocative imagery of sort of ajax sigma holding the medallion yeah. of Dark eternal yep and sort of like the idea that he's going to resurrect this thing maybe but maybe to something that's good right like 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 sure. i i feel like he believes in the good of things so it doesn't necessarily mean but it could be evil like, this is a great horror ending right it's at the ending of a horror movie the monster is not dead the monster could come back it is the last scare but also could it be a good thing that's actually a really know. compelling star wars sort of enemy from within the galaxy that could be very interesting as a sort of droid you know manifestation that that is is focused on the force basically yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like that is super haunting and compelling there's, you know? there's that amazing i think it's an issue one but like luke talking to 3po who's possessed by the spark right. yeah. by, by scorch talking about like the force and like and, and luke seemed like I, the force is everything so i guess maybe anything's there could possible. have been a droid yeah. that you, like yeah anything's possible yeah, he's like because because i think c3po is like or i think you know the the scourge is like i can't see it or sense it or scan it like i can't you know, I don't, I don't feel it basically. And I was like, that is, that is fascinating, honestly. And like that whole just dialogue for, we talk about AI and we have all these fantastic movies that, that come out that sort of you know comment on AI mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and, but the, the sensibilities are all about like just, you know, AI's pervasiveness and what it means for our world and then what an AI threat might look like, or, you know, how AI might help us or whatever, whatever that the genre of the film may be. But the, the commentary of like AI and like a magical, 
power like that is that is so interesting i was like this is only star wars can do this sort of stuff i think like talk about religion talk about you know interesting you know ai dynamics you won't get in other sci-fi it, it's cool like it's very cool right. yeah can i side note ai i just read this issue today so apologize ben close your ears because i'm going off on a real All tangent right. here uh the current fantastic four run in marvel is quite good uh and it just and Ben's going, <laughs> uh, but but grit. You, yeah. If you're not reading, it, you should read it. It's yeah, yeah, really I need, great. I, too. I love. It's really good. It it is kind of like it reminds me of like old Fantastic Four, just like giant ideas, big ideas. Okay. But this 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 current, I mean, it's not run, but this current arc, which I think was like twelve issues, mm. ends with AI, and it's a different take on AI that I really love because I was kind of talking to like my wife about AI. We're all like AI is going to kill us and it's going to be horrible, and I'm like maybe not. Maybe we're going to look like pets like like Ben just did to his nice pet is like maybe we're going to look like such whatever's that they're going to be like, no, no, give them a treat. Let them go outside for a little while. Give them everything they want to keep them happy. Right. Like part of me is like, I wonder if AI is just going to be like, yep, we are now the highlight form and they're the dogs. And like if I want anything, it's like just keep creating content, just keep doing whatever and feed me and make me happy anyway. Um like I'm like I'm like like maybe we'll become their reality TV stars. <laughs> maybe it's a utopia. Maybe like everything's dystopian tales. Maybe AI leads to a utopia. I don't know right. why that would happen, but I'm like, why not? Like, let's at least have some hope. Yeah, like a ten percent chance. I kind of like the more optimistic takes yeah. on AI these days because I think we've heard all the 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 sort of yep. the matrix dreaded pessimistic sort of you know outlooks. But the Fantastic Four run splits the difference between that in a way that I actively got teared up reading the end of that run. The way that I'm like. Oh, it's a gut punch. It's awesome. It's so good. Anyway, read the current Fantastic Four. I don't know who's writing it. I know nothing because I read so many comics and I don't take notes. Bravo to whoever. I can look it up, but read the current Fantastic Four run. Lovely. D-Squad. <laughs> was there, you said there was a second thing. Was the uh, Fantastic Four? That, that was, was the, second. The, the second was the okay. fourth. Um, but I have eight more things before we get to D-Squad. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry. I mean, we'll just have another three-hour podcast. Um <laughs> yeah no uh yeah so i just thought it was cool d squad was originally we we get you know whack 47 uh the the dumb series pit droid comes <clears throat> into the spaced r2 and they were they were both on the clone wars d squad um and so that's i think where the, the moniker right. comes from but yeah. the d squad evolves into like all the coolest droids in star wars yeah that's a cool sequence too where r2 jets around meets <laughs> yes. him that's so cool yeah. frustrated in space just like <laughs> just like trying to figure out how to move in space I, I guess i forgot the episode where he lost his like rocket boosters he doesn't have those anymore yeah i think they've kind of argued that like he lost them sometimes sometime between the prequel and the original trilogy because there's moments in the original trilogy yeah. where you'd be like bro why are you using your rocket boosters right but i think it was in a comic they showed it, it Probably. must have been in the in the star wars main run ben are you saying they either told a short story or a comic that filled yeah. in something, a plot point in Star Wars? That doesn't sound yeah. like Star Wars. Yeah. I just want to be in on that meeting where Sewell's like, can I just take care of that? And they're like, yeah, you totally can. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, great. It'll be a panel. It'll be great. He gets his like blaster <laughs> shot off and then life continues and it's fine. Yeah. Ben's lore gripes. <laughs> <laughs> I have lore notes. I, I mean, no, I just want to be in the room where they're discussing these major lore points. I just, I'd be giddy. So um, right on. So I just think that's pretty cool. And then it evolves. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, QT, QT uh, shout out. Um, yeah. 
just really cool to get like pink astromech on the scene. Like I just like yep. the juxtaposition with R2. I thought it was yep. really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh Travis's uh, uh headcanon is that the Jawas broke off the uh the uh the, the rocket booster so he wouldn't fly away. Fair. Great. <laughs> Love it. That works. Yeah. Um that's cruel. It's like no restraining bolt, but we're gonna break. Or we're gonna take yeah, a chance. Yeah. It's it's basically like the droid version of misery. They like <laughs> that is it hobbled R two. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about plans, horror like, series. I'm gonna take your knees. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Sopranos level of Jawa. Now I want to ask is like which is worse, the horror, the the version of misery from the from the movie or the book? But I won't talk about the difference of what happens to the character. All right. Yeah. Not the not the podcast. I mean, that essentially happens in Return of the Jedi, but it's like... I mean, I guess it's true. But there's no droid cybernetics to help him walk. <laughs> Wait, we didn't even talk about like the mouse droid Peter. Peter. Yeah, I was a big <laughs> Peter. I just read like, it as Peter. Uh, I thought, yeah, he was yeah. Just the fact that like the stalwart of the you know. I did some Baltic accent every time I read for Ajax. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I love it. Um, it's like Peter, my little friend Peter. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. So D squad, which makes me think of like every, like every clicky, uh, uh, preppy kid in school, oh, like white hats. I'd be like in front of them. Like I walk by like, look at the D squad. It's over not like there. magic Mike's f- magic Mike five D squad. You know, that doesn't <laughs> maybe I have a negative connotation. I don't know why. Like, look at those D squads. Oh, the over guys there. in the code naked lacrosse t-shirts or the D squad. Yeah, it's a 90 yeah. reference for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, so you're saying the beach yeah. is just filled with D squads. Yeah, just <laughs> um, right on. I say this having went to high school with literally with the Breakfast Club, but anyway, right I, on. On. <laughs> I was the nerd. Uh, you know, we've de- we know, you know, we've devolved into nonsensical territory where we're like. <laughs> Silent after making three D squad jokes. I know it's just like I don't uh, know, uh, but so comments on society. A big part of the comic is basically pulling together the squad, right? Like getting all the yeah. members together. Which, like, so let's count them off. Is it? It's it's R two, QT. Yeah, we, I think we don't forget Wack forty seven is the first one, yeah. and then he sort of absconds. Yeah, he's gone. Forlom, Forlom, IG eighty eight, triple zero, MBT. Right. So we got six members who are who end up there at the end. Seven if you count uh loser. What's his name? No. Uh whack. whack. Yeah. Whack. Whack forty seven. Okay, is it whack? Like, I need to... yeah, a dumb, a dumb series pit droid. Yeah. Whack forty seven. Yeah. Um oh we even get a we also get there's an a art, chopper well, cameo. There's a chopper cameo. Yeah, chopper. chopper shows up. We get a they don't call them RX, I think they're GX droids, but RX is the is the um from Star Tours. Oh yeah, um, yeah, is the Star Tours, uh, or or as Ben would more know him as the uh, the uh, the the DJ at Ogus right, Cantina. Right. And, eh, remember our Ogus Cantina where we just like sat in a booth and talked to people that all night. Was, that, that was, was a nice. Good time. <laughs> it was randomly. Yeah. That was a good times. Yeah, they're like the transport the transport drive, droids. Um, they also named pilots. the um yeah. sir, the doorman droid at Jabba's palace. Um, I don't have it. It's oh, like, I missed that. BT XL nine dash. It's a long mm-hmm. designation, and I'm I'm not going to dig it up. Sorry, I've got to read it now. But um, yeah, that like every droid gets sort of a name cameo in there. Um, but that, it's a pretty like so. My standard issue cover for 
four issue four was the you know the main uh five of them just like in a hero pose like and it was awesome yep yeah. that's the one right there oh very cool um, yeah. with yeah with r2 in the front it looks like you know yeah. it looks like a cool album cover i got whack 47 i might actually bag and board this it's pretty great yours is good too, but not not really uh well i mean maybe who knows and get your tattoo whatever you like but maybe not tattoo <laughs> material um i uh travis brought up the fact that like it'd be really interesting because we've had now like d squad originated in uh during the clone wars right like we get that there's an arc of d squad yep. in the clone wars which is where like whack and uh and R2 so is a part uh, of it QT. and qt yep yep uh and he'd be interesting like can we flash forward and get one like post sequels <laughs> yeah, yeah. that includes like d now bring like dio BB-88. and maybe like bb oh yeah yeah um, yeah i guess you could bd 90 yes <laughs> I maybe like, literally maybe my favorite scenes about that in the Last Jedi are like. Do you think 90. he made it? He didn't make it out, right? Because he he was blown apart. I, I'd never count never count out ninety. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's he's a crafty one. Why not? That's amazing. At the last shot of that, was just BB ninety like rolling out from behind <laughs> a corner, sort of just like chortling. How did Captain Phasma not come back for episode nine? I'm just saying. It's the rule of three. Anyway, I'm just annoyed. Yeah. Moving on. Hey, yeah, that's a that's a weird one, but not you know valid ice. But you know we could use some more phasma, I suppose. But I guess that was uh, that yeah. was Finn's adventure. Finn had to reckon. You know, I'm not getting into Last Jedi. <laughs> I, sure. No. 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 It's not. It's not a last phasma or last phasma. It's not a last Jedi problem I have. It's the a, last, last phasma. Um, anyways, they, yeah, lots of funny banter. Um, we get people translating for R2, which is always a cheap chuckle. Um, you know, when he's cursing at folks, that's always a good time. Um, any, any triple zero like appearance is always hilarious. (laughs) Um, Everyone he talks to, uh, Uh, I, I, my favorite line is, I guess I'm a killer of moods as well. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah that's because they kept doing yep. the like standard romance scene with QT and like R2. It's like this long lost love re re, you know, connected and like, yeah. And it's just all the great comic timing, but it's two trash cans. Um, so that's fun. Uh, yep. <laughs> I also love that the it's 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 sort of apparent that the uh, the scourge is afraid, not afraid of R2, but sort of wants his yeah. targeting. Yeah. R2. Yeah. yeah. And, and and R2 is sort of seen as a warrior yeah. by um, the Sparky yeah. term. It, it's very cool. Like, it's just cool commentary from Sewell. Uh, he is a warrior. I mean, R2. R2, he's a warrior. He's also special in terms of, like, he is the droid without, like, probably the longest we've seen without a mind wipe, right? Apart from, right. I guess he gets his mind erased in episode nine, but there's the backup. So that yeah. goes back in. Right. So he's back to himself. But, like, like because, again, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but we get the, at the end of episode three, right? Like, and then wipe the the protocol droids. Mind. Well, you got to imagine he has all of C three C three PO's memories, and so he's yeah. basically uh, he basically has seen how clutch R two is, you know, hundreds of right. times. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. the cool, you know, uh, frame of mind for the bad guy uh, in terms of learning yeah, about absolutely. R2-D2. Uh, super IG-88 heavy, which is great, too. We don't get much IG-88, and we get a lot of him in this one, and that's really fun. Um, refers to himself as... what? It's, it's, it's a weird, like, pronoun. He's like, it's not I, it's, like, my version or something. It's, like, insinuates there's more than just one IG 
88. Oh, this unit? No. Yes, it's this like unit? this no, unit. This something. This something. Model number. Yeah, I caught that too, and I, I didn't make a note of it, but it is this something, like this model, yeah. this unit. It's something like that. But yeah, it's um, I it's one of those things where I'm like, I love IG-11. IG-11 is great. Uh, I do love now that he's a yes-no button. Uh, yeah. that's, that's where his life is. Yes. Uh, yes. In the yes. world. Yes. 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 Uh, the <laughs> easiest job Taika Waititi has ever had. Um, ah, so cool. Taika Waititi's voice work is just I, remarkable. Also, the amount of times he shows up in What If Season 2 is kind of hilarious. Like, yeah. What If Season 2 is so good. It's very good. Uh, I it's urge very, very good. Uh, like, that's <laughs> the real work is going on in, like, What If Land, which is weird to think of. Uh, but yeah. It's like there's so much. Yeah, the there. end of what if season uh-huh. two is kind uh-huh. of pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's it's one of those things of just like I I love IG11. I need me some IG88. Like like where like can we bring our classic bounty hunters back in in the Mandoverse? Yeah. Like I don't know where else. Right. They what belong. else are you gonna I do? I bet you them? Outlaws will have some classic Easter yeah. eggs. Like. Maybe when you play Outlaws, you'll run into IG88. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That'd be great. Yeah. Like I, I think that they they're actively trying to not connect that many times to like the main to the original trilogy, just like in a story bit. But like you have the bounty, I guess. But yeah, you have bounty I think maybe kills. if you did it too much, you back feel like, like cheap. It'd just be like yeah. everyone's related. But they, but <laughs> can, can I make another argument? They've already done it too much. It already feels cheap, so keep doing it. <laughs> It'll make the galaxy feel small, I think, is probably what they're... Is, that's my guess, anyways. I, I think you're I right. I we that haven't had a, like a truly gritty Western approach. We've had a Western approach, a samurai approach, but not like... I don't know. Maybe something that's just more about the the smuggling aspect of it all and sort of... Like a, an outlaw? Like a, like a Better Call Saul or a Breaking Bad or like something that could really go there in terms of like the, the spice trade or something that's just like really could be Is it a something dark, heaving not... narrative that's like a smuggling sort of odyssey. Like bring back planets like Socorro. That'd be great, and, Chad you know, Stahelski. These, these, have, have droid fights with, have fight IG-88 and it's like IG-88 is like mercilessly like just taking people out. Like it's like you know, they could really like for like to do a character like that. It's such a like, scary like that IG model could be done differently than IG eleven, where IG eleven is actually frightening in the the, yeah. the first episode of Mando. But um, you know, once you get to once you once you get to meet the droid and you spend time with Taika Waititi voicing this droid, it's just like you love this droid. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah it's not. Yeah. It, it, he's no longer sort of an assassin droid that you fear in any way. You just sort of love this droid. Whereas IG-88 almost calls for that gritty tone, like whatever Marvel's trying to do with Deadpool, whatever is happening here with these sort of Disney movies, being able to explore darker, more gritty territory or more violent territory for that matter. It's like. I think IG-88 lies there, basically. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Can I make? Can I ask you, or kind of like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Grant, but like yeah. part part of like, so here's the thing. Like, I I still will always remember watching the the premiere of Mandalorian because it was literally on a flight that morning. So I downloaded it as you could and watched it on my flight like yeah. four times in a row and cried like every time. But like the so second good. that Baby Yoda, as we called him back then, finger went out, we saw it was Baby Yoda. I'm like, oh. This is a very different series right. than I thought it was going to be because now this is epic and mythic, right? Because it's not just a standalone whatever. It is now tied into the larger galaxy because you can't have a Yoda baby <laughs> and it to be nothing. 
right? So so yeah. part of what I'm wondering is, do we need a Star Wars that's not tied into the fate of the galaxy, right? Right. Which, like, could give you more storytelling, which I'm like, again, not to, like, keep pounding on how much I think Solo is an underrated masterpiece. But, like, that's part of why I love Solo is because, like, it is a very contained story. And there are elements that connect to larger stories, but it is not the fate of the galaxy does not rest on what happens right. in Solo. It's a heist yeah. movie. And I feel like we need more of that. And like something like no, an think, Underworld series. Right. Yeah. I think I said a very long version of sort of, I would love this sort of thing from Star Wars. But I, I think what you're saying is actually correct, which is that like, I, I, I just feel like we, we need stories that are contained to themselves and not dealing with these sort of wider mythos. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't really need all these connective tissue. Whereas I know that that seems to be an, a goal in most Star Wars stories, but it's like really, it really can be its own thing. And then when you want to bring in a character like IG-88 or you want to bring in like, you know, triple zero or BT-1, those, those characters are like, you know, the really dark characters that I'm like, I don't know if they would work in things where you're not allowing them to sort of be what we know them as. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, no, I think it's quite, and maybe that's why like, like, um, Andor works so well is because again, right. it's another one where like, it is big storytelling, but like, it is just focused on his growth and the way he becomes a, a kind of a minor cog in the rebellion who then ends up having an oversized there role. Is, it does also check the boxes of hero's journey too, which is like why, why yeah. I think Andor is just such a, a awesome sort yes. of like um, good point. Uh, point. Yeah. navigation point for star Wars. It, it, it's such a good thing to look at as, as a sort of like model for right. what star Wars, modern star Wars can be. It can still be earnest and it can still check all the boxes of hero's journey and coming of age. And, you know, a, a really dramatic arc for a character to learn how to operate in the galaxy. But it, I feel like it's also extremely dark and gritty and evocative of, of all these interesting genres and, and tones and moods that are, I feel like are, are not are not exactly like these these mirrored moments or homages or tributes or things that we've seen in other things, but just done in Andor. So it's got this Andor aesthetic. It's Andor just feels wholly, you know, like a birth of the galaxy yes, and the politics of the galaxy and 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 the you know what's happening in in you know, a state where, where there's this authoritarian regime that's just oppressing all people and sort of like it's just so good like in terms of like uh, just exploring the the basic elements of stuff yeah, what the, what the, without without trying to like do callbacks and connect to anything and it's not trying to force no apart from like connections anywhere it. and that is sort of like yeah yeah but that feels like organic yeah except for mon Mothma, but i feel like mon Mothma is like um, she's a, but it's also a character we have five minutes of in the movie. Yeah. I don't think she's a character that people like needed more story for and or like were like you know, I don't think clamoring fans were for, like yeah. you know um yeah clamoring for more story for, for Mon Mothma, but like she just makes sense in this world and in this in this sphere. Yeah, it's not a casual um, cameo. Yeah. She is a deep, you know, background she's character and it's like it, it yeah. mean, meaningfully moves the story forward, you know. Yeah, it's a minor. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Who's going through her own hero's journey, yeah. right? And that's the thing is, it's like I feel like I, I feel like, and this ready for like wide sweeping generalization in three, two, one. I feel like current storytelling is obsessed with the fact that a hero's journey means the hero must be world alteringly important. Right. And to me, that is not what a hero's journey right. has to be. It can be. 
But a hero's journey is just someone who's going to challenge something and you just go through it. You can tell a hero's journey in a courtroom drama. You can tell a hero's journey in a family drama. You can tell a hero's journey in any type of storytelling who has a victory, yeah. who has to go through these so stages. There just needs to be the ordinary homestead yeah. on Ferrix, yeah. which in, is in Andor, and then there needs to be the, the, the broader galaxy. And the, yeah, you know, who fits the, in. It fits in. The other world, yeah. the supernatural yeah. world, and sort of the crossing and then the growth within and then the, the return. And, like, yeah. you know, it does all of that. It, it just yeah. does all of that, and it actually does it in a very explicit ways at times when you're, you're not even thinking about it because the characters are so rich and you're just i don't know it's just it's a really masterful you know piece of that was a gilroy uh, masterpiece and like it's a like he's made so much amazing stuff and i can't believe he just like dropped a masterpiece and and, like to the extent where like i don't know we're gonna see anything as good as that um anytime soon i hope we do and i'm so worried about season two but i think i bet bet season two is gonna be fantastic really but i I, you know really worried about how the writer strike affected it i'm hoping they're gonna go back and do any reshoots that he he demands i listened to interviews with him and he was casual about it like leading up to it he was like you know like yeah it's gonna do some things he's like but you know we we were in good shape he didn't seem like he was sweating it they seem super prepared i i don't i you know i think I think season two is just going to be an extension of season one. It's going to be fantastic and a blast. Yeah. I, but do, do you want to do you want to to totally change not topics because right on topic what Travis just said he 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 dropped uh, Jar Jar Binks. What his hero's journey? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And that's why. Like that's why. Like he just loves uh, George. You know, changed what the hero's journey could be instead of just the ordinary become extraordinary. It's the abnormal becoming accepted, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's one of those things. And Travis, I'll agree. It's like I've had a, I, I've had my own hero's journey when it comes to my acceptance of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> of like, <laughs> we're all very proud uh, of you, Adam. It's incredible. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm back yeah. around. Not so much on Dio. So I sorry. The beginning is I was the yeah. perfect yeah. age. You were. But, you were the right uh, age. Over time, yeah. we were. I was the wrong age. I was the wrong age yeah, and the just... wrong mentality to accept Jar Jar Binks. Okay. Uh, but I've become older and wiser, and understand that he's one. I was like, of course, the, there's the cartoonish sidekick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, of course, I love myself some Jar Jar. I was, and I look forward to when I can watch it through my child's eyes in a few years. So yeah, but no, but as I've gotten older and I look at the films, I go. These films are over-edited. We're cutting way too much. I can't even focus on what's happening at times. And then Jar Jar Binks is just, I, I, I don't know. Like He doesn't really, he, he then is like almost the cause for like well, Palpatine's rise. Like I was like, this is just the way that that character was written. Just the, the and the, the tragic nature and then him just being clumsy and like just, it, it felt like, uh, it felt like maybe we could have done something that was a little bit more poignant and he could have had a little bit more, story with the, the gungans that like maybe could have been there needs to be added some something like i i something. you know i've really i've does. argued <laughs> that i i've always argued that you know like in front of pixar movies are the pixar shorts right like the animated shorts now i can get in the whole reason they do that that's mostly them testing out new technology for the next movie coming up it's how they figure out how they can do stuff yada 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 but i love the idea of short films in front of it like um like uh wes anderson did it in front of the darjeeling limited right like i i want more of that I mean, again, I'm old and I want old school movies. Short films. Yeah. Uh, there's an old movie house. I'm trying to figure out down the street. I'm trying to figure out how to get a loan to revamp. All right. We'll see how that goes. Because uh, I just want to like get myself in debt forever and run a movie house. But my point is, like, <laughs> I want to live in the era. My point is, I feel like Star Wars movies, when they come out, should have a short in front of it. A 10-minute live-action short. And I'm like, give us a... I mean, it's Disney Plus now, so it's going to happen. But, like, give us... 
Like that's the thing is like experiment with the format at Disney Plus. We don't need limited series all the time. Give us short movies. Like do the same thing. Give us a twenty minute Jar Jar movie that just kind of like puts a bow on this character. Like just give well, justice. I mean, for Jar Jar. unfortunately, the books did him dirty. And I, I hope there could be something beyond that, but you could ignore it or you right. can retcon it. You can figure out a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. I thought, I thought Jar Jar was going to actually like become the boss nest basically of like the next leader of the yeah. Gungans or something. So I thought he did really well. He was the next course. leader. Of I, I don't know. I didn't like, get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the voice that right? was essentially like a Congress person for the entire okay. nation. Yeah. And he, they gave him a, a super, you know, uh, super promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, well, love, love the prequels. I mean, I, 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 I just, I just worry about the direction of Jar Jar and what really the thought was there other than, you know, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan sort of these learn these characters that are learners or essentially, I guess Obi-Wan's at the end of that journey, but I guess they're like, Oh, this is this, this character is the sort of clumsy outsider of his people. And it, because he, you know, mainly because he just gets into trouble constantly and like, look at, don't act on, you know, um, you know, your, your focus is determines your reality yeah. sort of like the don't, don't sort of get preoccupied with like, you know, um, the objects around you or, you know, stumbling into a, a food stand and eating something like don't don't just fall into your innate, you know, needs and things like that. And sort of like, I don't know if that was the intention of the character, but I was like, I almost just think that that was a little too one dimensional for a character in a Star Wars story, especially a character that's part of like the ensemble, like the ensemble almost needs like each character needs to be a little bit more rounded. So like, you know, they can add some some dramatic heft to the story, I think. Because, like, C-3PO kind of, like, blurs that that line of, like, he's always comedic. <laughs> he's almost, like, never really. But, like, no, again, that's true. why I think the Rise of Skywalker moment where it is sentimental actually works. Because you're just like, oh, my God, he, you know, he has been with the ensemble for so long. There is another side to him. You know, I just almost wish that we had more Jar Jar stuff like that. Where it's like. I agree. It wasn't yeah, just straight like. It's, you know, but it's like, hey, he means well. It's, he He's does. But it's also so hard you know because, like, like that. It's one of those. No, yeah. No, no. Uh, so it's so hard. Yeah, clumsy as a character. I may have literally, we literally walked into my into my office trying not to spill my drink, trying not to spill my drink. I dropped my seltzer, which then made me spill my drink. Uh, it almost woke my child up. So no, yeah, I don't. Under, I do not understand or relate to Jar Jar at all. He means well, though. That's a thing. No, I mean I. And, I, oh, I may man. not have been in Go crowded over. rooms and joked around. It'd be funny if I dropped this plate and then five minutes later dropped the plate and made it right. me. That's never happened to me on three separate occasions. Uh, so my, my point about <laughs> not even joking. Uh, the part about 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 Jar Jar is just also you you take the point where uh, that he's like so George. I felt like. I feel like he took the criticism of Jar Jar the harshest of all the criticism of uh, of that, and I feel like that's the that's the one thing you could see him reacting yeah, yeah. to, right? When you watch these things, so I, I'd be really interesting to see. I, and I don't think he had it all all three written out, but I think it'd be interesting to see to go back in time to be like, like right after before, like he's finished episode one before it comes out before reaction to be like George. What's his story? Yeah. <laughs> like to like give us this. Like I'd just be so fascinated to see what he yeah. his journey was. And I think it might have been what it was, but like you get to the point of like episode three, he has like what two lines in the whole 
film. Like he's just there in the background, literally being told to stop talking. He's like, yeah, okay. I mean, ultimately the, the cool thing I like about his character is like very much like Han Solo. He is an ultimate sort of just wielded character by the force is just like pushed through to push all the buttons that the force needs to have pushed. I mean, you could even say, you know, giving uh, control to Palpatine was like part of the force, like <laughs> at work there, like everything he does, he just, yeah. he stumbles through life as being pushed along by the force into revolutionary acts. And you know, that's kind of cool. It's my positive Jar Jar spin there. Yeah. 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 No, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I think Jar Jar. I my positive spin for Jar Jar is that like he is like a Kurosawa yeah. character. Oh, very much. He yes. is like very, a character very much. Japanese yep. cinema. This sort of like ranting, raving sort of uh, like yeah. character, sort of like with the ensemble walking the you know the the the, the trail. I feel like that is that is such a uh, sort of a trope, not a trope, but I guess it's just a sort of a motif you see over and over again. It's sort of the uh, the outsider or the fool character sort of like shouting while the other characters are just trying to be more poised and yeah. figure out a path forward yeah so two things one travis helpfully corrected me at what his lines are in episode three <laughs> which is farts and a squeeze me uh however what i what i'll say oh george uh, what I'll say is he also, since we're talking about positive Jar Jar, he mentioned before, like, the lesson he took was that, and I'll just read this, is that the one open-minded person to see the potential in the one everyone gave up on and how those are the ones who will stick by you, right? Like, I think it's really yeah. important. And I, you know, in, and, you know, as as those of us who have teached or taught, that's the word. Teached teach. well. I, teach. I'm a totter. Uh, Let me teach you so something those... big. Talking like DJ over there. Late. I'm sick. Let me learn you something. I've had a double. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Yeah. It's been a short, long week. Uh, anyway, but um, I was going to say is like I can relate to that that idea of like uh, taking a you know a flyer on a student who I just know is like has has had it rough and everyone's given up on him. I had I had one of those who had like a quote unquote come to Jesus moment without saying that to them at the end of the semester who who made it and I have him next semester and I feel like I'm going to regret it. But we're we're gonna nice. He's in my mind. In my mind, he's my Jar Jar. I'm Qui Gon, and he's Jar Jar. <laughs> right on. Um, well, that's Jar Jar talk. I think. Um, do we? Uh, anything else here you want to say about D Squad before we uh, sign it off here? No. Yeah. More D Squad in the, the future. There is going to be more D Squad in the future. Yeah. No, that's what my my hope yeah. is. No, no comment. No connection on that but yes yeah. please more i you know me I love i'm excited my to read the other runs that sort of run parallel to uh these stories that will be exciting are we going to do that next week or did you have something else in mind to be turned to be determined i got nothing i to mean we can do it yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah i wouldn't hate yeah. it um i think that would be fun yeah, yeah we've TV been really drilling fun. down on certain <laughs> um sectors of the galaxy yeah. here we did like high republic now we could just do droids yep. and like <laughs> knock it yeah. out we don't I mean, the only content we currently have are all yeah. comics, which we don't have a ton. We have uh, there was the Return of the Jedi one shots yeah. that came out. So we have those the anniversary. And then we have these. If we wanted to stay current, which is like maybe we do. We'll talk off air about how we want to handle comics right, going yeah, forward. So but so so either like either we do comics or we do something completely yeah. different okay. next week. Because we're we're like caught up in content. Yeah, there's a lot awesome. of other fun things we can talk about and do some thought experiments oh, yeah. and uh, play around with. I always love those episodes, um, but I just want to make sure we're taking care of all the content. 
um, when we can because uh, yeah, we are. it's nice yeah. to be caught up. I felt like we were in the Star Wars weeds for like eight months. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, awesome. Well, um, we'll do do it again next week, yep. guys. Great job, good talking to you, Travis. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. Yep. And um, yeah, we will talk to you next week on Cantina Chronicles.